Chris Hawk is an experienced clinical social worker, therapist, teacher, and school administrator. He attended Kimball Union Academy and went on to earn a bachelor's degree in sociology and human relations at Connecticut College. After playing professional hockey in Germany, Chris began teaching and pursued a master's degree in social work at the University of Denver. He later completed the chemical dependency counseling program at the University of Utah. Currently living in Salt Lake City, Chris uses his expertise in the therapeutic realm to identify schools, colleges, and therapeutic programs where students will discover the support or treatment that allows them to heal, to gain confidence, and to begin to thrive. Having been with Macmillan Education for five years, Chris has seen firsthand the positive effects that wilderness therapy has on many different types of students. Thanks so much for joining me today, Chris. Um, Can you start by just telling me a little bit about wilderness therapy? What is wilderness therapy? Is it a therapeutic school? Is it more like a camp or kind of a bit of both? Well, thanks for having me, Betsy. You know, I think that it is a combination of both. And I think when you you start with with wilderness, sometimes it has misconceptions about what that is. And I think of think of all the, the shows out there and, and the, the wild, wild world and wild wilderness. And I think it, it's more of, you know, utilizing, embracing the outdoors and in different wilderness settings to, you know, to help kids and families get back on track from struggles they may be experiencing. Uh, but it's also, it includes and, and really utilizes relationships with people uh, in that outdoor wilderness setting. And it's very powerful and but at the same time, it's very safe and structured and supportive and based in the relationships with people, but, but definitely utilizing and, uh, and emphasizing, you know, the embracing the outdoors to and its elements to to get the most out of that time and that work with kids and families. And just to kind of put things into perspective, is wilderness therapy typically a one to one ratio between a student and a counselor or a group leader, or is it? a group of students kind of um, facing these challenges together? Well, it's all of the above. I mean, you, you have significant time between a, a therapist and, and a kid, and then you, you have the group setting and it, you know, could be small groups from, you know, typically you're looking at anywhere from, you know, five to, to maybe 12 kids and, and you don't want to be too big. But you're also, you don't want to be too small because I think there's a lot of strength and a lot of benefit to a group of kids working together. And also it exhibits social dynamics and and how to, you know, how to work through relationships in a group setting uh, in addition to you know, how to problem solve and, and address things as a group. It can portray a, a social setting, um, you know, back at home. It can be, you know, real, real examples of, of interactions within a family. And, and how kids interact with one another and certainly how they do in, in different group situations uh, with one another, with the adults. But it really is a, it's a setting that, that you get the, the, the most benefit out of the one-on-one interactions in addition to, to that small group interaction. It's very telltale. There's, you know, great litmus test for, you know, for how kids act and, and interact. And you previously mentioned that wilderness therapy is about just embracing nature and the wild. What does that what does that look like for students? Are they, you know, hiking? Are they just kind of playing outdoors, just connecting with nature? Are they sleeping outside? 
every program kind of different? And again, it's 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 all the above. I mean, there there's the physical element of of being out in the wilderness, and you know, and kids may be hiking, kids may be um, you know setting goals for the day to climb a you know a certain a certain uh, or tackle a certain hike. At the same time, they'll utilize the outdoors based on you know what the group needs to to be talking about different challenges as a group. Uh, kids might be doing uh, solos where they're spending a period of time by themselves in, in a in a part of the the wilderness and certainly supervised and 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 checked on and and supported uh, by the adults. But it really it really utilizing the the wilderness and being out there on what the need of the individual, what the need of the of the group might be in that time. And uh, and again, it, it's the the setting is is vast and offers a ton of opportunity. So kids are, and kids are, are definitely a lot of times and a lot of the days, depending on the wilderness program would be sleeping outside, but they would have a, they, you know, some programs might have a tent, others, and a lot of them have a lean to where they have, you know, shelter from above and they have the necessary equipment to be, to be dry and warm. Uh, and kids learn how to set up their own space, which there's a lot of ownership um, and mastery in, in, in that act. And in addition to organizing and, and breaking down and, and packing their equipment and gear to be, you know, to be most efficient. And, uh, there's a lot of mastery and, and certainly confidence that comes with being able to, to do that. And, uh, and then from the day they're, they're, they're heading out with, with, uh, you know, with their group and, and their team, so to speak, to, to tackle whatever, whatever they may be doing that day. So is wilderness right for every kid? I mean, what about what about a student from New York City who likes to spend a lot of time inside? Would you recommend wilderness for every kid? Do kids tend to learn to love the wilderness after this experience? I, I think that it I think for all it's challenging for those who love to be outside. It poses a different challenge uh, for those kids from from New York or or from the suburbs who who love to be inside staring at their Nintendo Switch. It can be very powerful and and enjoyable, and that last statement you you said, Betsy, was I think is is applicable to most kids, and they to learn to love it and appreciate it. But I think it you know it it's not a setting or an option for kids that that may need more acute care and may be struggling with with considerable uh, eating disorders or suicide attempts and or significant suicidal ideation you know, physical aggression that, that impacts, you know, other kids where they may be, you know, displacing that on others. Because I think, you you know, you want kids to be safe, not only the individual, but the group as well. And I think so those kids who, who may need an initial step of, a, of acute attention, it is not a good setting. With that said, the, you know, certainly the staff and the programs that we work with and, and we've known for, for years, you know, they keep safety at the, at the top of the list. And they have the the staffing and the medical support to address those needs to make sure kids are safe if and when they're they might be struggling with with some issues, but certainly not at a, a deeper deeper level that may need need to be addressed first before wilderness. That makes sense. I'm sure safety is a big concern for worried parents or worried students themselves as as they enter into these programs. Absolutely, definitely important to the staff and the programs. They want they want kids to. It's all about kids being safe and, and in a place where, where they can develop and grow. That element is, is key and paramount. They want to make sure it's a good fit for, for both sides. 
And then just out of curiosity, where do most of these programs exist? I mean, obviously they need to be more rural locations, but are they typically kind of in the Midwest or Northeast, all over? Well, I think there there are there are certainly programs in the Northeast and in the Southeast utilizing the the rich, beautiful wilderness settings, and and then there are a number of uh, programs out in the Mountain West as well. You know, very very different landscapes, but both very very powerful and 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 beneficial to you know to the idea of kids being in a wilderness setting. Awesome. And I know we just touched on how important safety is for wilderness therapy. I'm kind of wondering, are there common misconceptions about wilderness therapy that it is unsafe or dangerous for young people to be out kind of in the wilds? I know they're supervised with therapists or counselors and plenty of adults, but what are what are some of those misconceptions about wilderness therapy in general? Well, I think that that you know to begin with wilderness and and it's a its approach has evolved tremendously over you know over the years and certainly some of the great pioneers have have helped wilderness and that idea and wilderness therapy evolve into what it is today. But I think some of the misconceptions are that that it's you know it's boot camp, it's punitive, it's more disciplinary, and uh, it's far from that. Again, it's it's a sophisticated approach using emphasizing and embracing the the outdoors and the wilderness setting to to help create change and facilitate change with kids. Very important, very integral to it is is a relationship based approach where kids are very connected to to the therapist and the field staff. And, you know, they're with these people for X number of days for a long time. And, you know, it's intense and, and there's a lot of change that happens in a short period of time. But it's not going to happen without that, that caring and, and sophisticated approach and, and relationship between the kids and, and, and the adults. And then that allows for a, a great setting for relationships to form with other kids in the group. So I think that, you know, some of the information out there and Google and, and trying to understand what programs are for its connection to these resources that all also can be a detriment to understanding truly what's going on because people have that freedom to share their experience. And, and for some, you know, it may not be the, a, maybe a tough perception. And, but I think it's a misconception with, with programs and the work that they do because they are, you know, it's very caring. It's, it's hard work, but the approach and certainly the people that we know and we work with, it's a very fair and firm approach to to try to help the kids and the families. So it's it's sophisticated and but it's far from from boot camp and and far from a a disciplinary you know matter and very richly based in, in that relationship. I've noticed you used the word relationship a couple of times. Will you tell me more about relationship based support? I've worked with a lot of kids coming out of wilderness and. Overwhelmingly, when asked the question, "What's the the best thing or the the biggest benefit that that you have gotten from the wilderness?" and it's the they talk about the therapist, they talk about that relationship and and the relationship with the field staff. They those are the people they they remember, and overwhelmingly, they're they're positive stories. But they they are working through you know coming to trust those individuals that they're they're working with who are with them in the time that they, they are. Kids coming out of wilderness recognize that. They recognize how hard those people work and how much they care and how much they're willing to to spend their time and help these kids, you know, work through whatever they're working through. And and it's paramount. It's absolutely paramount for 
that step of wilderness to, you know, for kids to grow and evolve and, and move on to, to that next step. Yeah. So you mentioned you've worked with a couple kids coming out of wilderness therapy. Has it been successful for all of them or is it, you know, not always the right fit for every kid? I know you mentioned that, you know, some, some kids tend to be, as I call indoor cats, um, you know, staying inside on their technology, but, um, in your experience with, with the kids you've worked with, um, have you seen success? Absolutely. Wilderness alone is, is, um, I think it would be, it'd be too much responsibility in the change process for wilderness to stand by itself. But I think wilderness is that experience and it's connection to, to next step and support as kids are moving, you know, moving up that change continuum. It's very important and, and healthy and kids coming out are, you know, they're, they're on a wilderness high, which is, which is kind of how it's phrased. They're feeling good about themselves. They like how they look. They like their change, their focus, and, and their most of the time greater insight and awareness into what, you know, what got them there and how they, how they relate to themselves, how they see themselves, how they relate to their families and how they connect with other kids. And some of the, some of the pressures, some of the, the insecurities and uh, inadequacies as well. And they're, you know, they are, they're coming out on fire, so to speak, and, and ready to go. So I, I think in that, that's a, that's a success in itself. And I think that connects to, to the next step and, and how that next step can, can support the kids to, to take healthy risks and, and move towards challenges that are, that are good for them. And that's not without mistakes and, and bumping their heads, but I think it's, it's more about, okay, how do you handle that mistake? in that next setting and how do you, how do you work that through and how do you utilize your resources and those around you? And I'll, I'll say it again, you're going to get tired of this, Betsy, but you know, how to utilize the relationships around you to work through, work through what you need to. So I think that, that overwhelmingly in the, in the 25 years that I've been kicking around this, this industry in, in one form or another, I, I, I hear common themes and, and seen a lot of, you know, successful experiences. Again, you know, wilderness in itself needs to be supported by that next that next step. So I think it can be can be a very healthy and successful thing. But you know, you have some some pretty stubborn kids and and at times you know stubborn families that may need a little bit more. And wilderness alone maybe may not be enough. It certainly has a lot of success stories. So you mentioned students or young adults kind of get that wilderness high. Is it? oftentimes tough for them to transition back to, you know, their kind of regular life or do wilderness programs set students up throughout the process to be able to, you know, apply what they've learned back into their daily life or their kind of regular quote unquote normal life? Or is it often, you know, a tough transition for kids to leave wilderness and and return back? A great question. I think that wilderness sets kids up to address those challenges once they leave. And, you know, it, it can be a tough transition because kids come out, they're feeling different, yet the environment around them still poses some similar and, and the same challenges they may have faced before. So I think it's a, and that's a good challenge. I think it really, really, you want to see how, how the child comes out and addresses those challenges around them, but most importantly, how they're, how they're, they are handling it themselves. And, and again, how they're utilizing a, a new set of coping skills, greater awareness into, into, you know, where some of their challenges and struggles you know, come from and, you know, and identifying the challenges outside in, 
you know, it might be academics. It might be, uh, you know, learning issues that the kids were avoiding or having a hard time managing. It might be peers that are really challenging to them and they're learning how to, you know, to address those situations, who's better to spend time with. And also, you know, what's healthy for me as a, as a child, as an adolescent, and how I set my life up. And looking back at, at wow, I was really successful when, when I was you know, in ceramics and or I was, I was a part of, of sports teams. So I need to get back into that as simple examples. But I think that, that it definitely can be, you know, can be a challenge, and you, but you want it to be because there's no point in our lives and as adults, you know, we're facing challenges all the time. So I think we learn how to address them, but also, you know, from the inside of us out kids, I think that, you know, that's what you want to see. And, and they're testers and, and it's really, you, you know, you want to see those mistakes and you want to see how kids manage those things and, and then move through them. That's where that, you know, that's a really paramount experience and, and a great place of, of building strength uh, and internalizing those things they're learning. Thank you. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I know when we were planning this podcast, you had told me that early intervention is really key. Parents kind of shouldn't wait if they're considering wilderness therapy. So if parents are considering wilderness therapy, what steps should they take? Intervening is important. So I think it'd be easy. I wish we, you know, wish we all had a crystal ball and could, could, you know, just make that decision right away. And, um, but it's a hard one. I mean, you have you know, tons of respect for, for parents and what they're going through and, and the challenges, you know, as parents. But I think, you know, any time to intervene is, is great. If you're intervening early, you know, all the better, because I think you're, you're, you're basically interrupting patterns and of not only of behavior, but, but of, of kids identity, the sooner that you intervene. And, and it, you know, it often can take a longer period of time to address those those issues once, you know, once intervening, but I think that better to intervene early. And in terms of how reaching out to consultants, I think is, is extremely important. You, you're, you're working with people that are, they're knowledgeable in the industry. And once again, if you go back to Google, it's Betsy, it's like putting lap lanes up in the ocean. It's like, where, where do I go? And, and, and what do I choose? And as parents, you're already, you're already dealing with a lot of challenges and then you want to tackle you know, one more thing, um, and in a very important decision. And as you're trying to, to sift through and decide what, you know, what to choose or who, I think consultants who, who know the people who have the, the relationships with the programs and most importantly, the people within the programs have connected many, many families through these people know, you know, know and trust. And I think that's the big piece is, is trusting, trusting what you're doing with the people that you're doing it with. And I think that that parents, as as much as as they want to find that, I think that partnering up with that consultant is really really important because then you're allowing them to do their thing, and and again, you're you're it's about trust. Well, I feel like I've learned a whole lot about wilderness therapy today. Thank you so much for joining me, Chris. And is there anything you want to leave us with in terms of wilderness therapy? Anything to add? Well, I think that that again, as you mentioned earlier, Betsy, that the misconceptions about wilderness. I think, I think it's really important for, for parents to reach out, you know, to the professionals who know and know it well to reduce those fears and concerns and, and, you know, misconceptions about wilderness. And, and then at the end of the day, it's, it's the parent's choice, but you know, you, you want to make the most educated choice because you're making it for your child and your family. And, and I think reaching out to those 
people who know is is incredible, incredibly important part of that decision. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris. This was Thank great. Thank you, Betsy. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Wise Advice on Educational Planning. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review.